friends. Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm so glad you joined us. I'm Stacey Bellward. This is our first episode of the year. We took a break and now we're jumping in with a full calendar of podcast episodes that are going to equip you to parent with God's grace and truth. Now, you may know that the core of what we teach at Connected Families is a framework for parenting that communicates four messages. It fits nicely onto a magnet for your fridge. And our founders, Jim and Lynn Jackson, wrote a whole book about it. Well, in today's Encore episode, I sat down to talk to Jim and Lynn about the message of the framework, You Are Called and Capable. We talk about the gift gone awry, which might be a new lens for you to look through um, about misbehavior that's happening in your home. Well, I bring you this episode because right now registration is open to take the online course called Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart. We run this course only two times a year and now is the time to sign up because it's going to start next week. You can find all the information in the show notes. Okay, listen in to my conversation about the message you are called and capable with Jim and Lynn Jackson. It's great to be here again. We love this. I mean, we love all the messages, but there's something special we want to share with listeners today, kind of a little nuance that's so new to people. It is. We cover this in the online course. And to be honest and upfront, it's one of the topics that I think parents sometimes have a hard time wrapping their heads around right away at the beginning (laughs) of it, isn't it? We sometimes get a little pushback because people think it might seem a little soft Mm -hmm. and and it can be a little hard to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So within this level of our framework, we want to teach parents to communicate the message you are called and capable. Mm-hmm. And to teach you are called and capable, we talk about something called the gifts gone yes. awry. You are called and capable even when you are misbehaving, even when you are defying me, even when you are disobeying me, even when you're mm. doing something you ought not be doing that's dishonoring to yourself, to property, to others. There's a gift in you. The question is, can we as parents see beneath the surface of the behavior into the heart, even the holy composition of a child mm-hmm. and see it? What is that gift? And we get clues about the gift based on the nature of misbehavior. That's why we call it the gift gone awry, because it's coming out twisted by the child's sin, by their selfishness, by their tendency to organize life around themselves. But it takes talent to do that persistently well. Yeah, and I don't really think about it as talent. You love the word talent. I think in terms of when a child really wants what they want and they're going to misbehave to get it, they are going to access their strengths, not their weaknesses. Yeah, They're not going to try to rely on their weaknesses to get something. They're going to pull out the stop. So if you've got a physical child, they are going to use some big muscle and might get aggressive. Or if you've got a verbal child, they are going to argue you to death (laughs) about it. Yeah, this idea actually came from an experience I had years ago working with high-risk youth. A teen did graffiti art in the brand new van that we had been donated to the organization. And, you know, the first impulse is, how dare that child and how could this be? And we're going to make sure you're held accountable and this is against the law. You've defiled our property. Yeah, That's the first impulse. The youngster ought to be held accountable to make right what they They've made wrong, but what I recognized when I saw the drawing was at first all of my own emotion and the things that that had me bent on, you know, really going after this youngster. But then I looked at the art and it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it, it was dark. It was devil-oriented <laughs> oh, art, yeah. and so there was a whole bunch of stuff that was bad about it. But mm-hmm. we tend as parents to label things all bad right. or all good. And the truth is, there was a mix of both because a talent was 
on display for me and whoever sat in that seat to see for from now until time immemorial. And so my approach was to recognize there's a gift here and to go to that student and say, hey, you're really good at art, aren't you? And I've seen some of your art on the back of the van, and I learned that you were the one that did it. And I want you to know God gave you that gift for a reason, and it wasn't this. And so I'd love to work with you to make right what you've made wrong, to put those artistic talents to play, to maybe earn some money, to do some things that would help make right what that poor choice made wrong. As well as to take that little chunk of graffiti and make it less dark and devilish. We went shopping for fabric paint together, and she picked the color mix that would paint onto the back of the fabric to cover that up. Oh, cool. I never knew that about that story. Cool. I can see how this is a huge paradigm shift for parents. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie, it was for me too. And there are some of us who have personalities that do see things more black and white and also because of how we were raised. Right. All bad or all good. And it fits into our parenting ideas of needing to correct behavior and this is not okay, and so I need to shape it. So, But talk more about why this is so hard for parents. That's why it's it's important to think about ahead of time. Your brain goes into fight or flight and you are looking for danger. You know, that's the brain function at that point is self-protection, look for danger. And so it's not at all natural in those moments to just go, oh, what's the gift behind this? Uh So that's where just in those spare moments in your car, you know, as you're kind of reflecting back on something that your child did, just ask the question, so what was a strength or a gift that they used that was part of that scenario along with their selfish, sinful inclination? Uh And start to kind of catalog that in your mind. And pretty soon you'll see patterns of strength of character, verbal skills, just insight into people, all sorts of things that you personally Perseverance. You'll see these gifts under the surface, and then that starts to lighten your load about that child and, and even encourage you in, wow, this child could have quite a future if, if I guide these things well. Yeah. To answer your question, Stacy, what made it hard for me is that I hadn't been taught this. We're taught to address a problem as if it's all bad and to fix it. And, you know, the truth is, as I learned to understand that, yes, there's a problem and we need to address it if we're going to help kids learn to be accountable, but that there's so much more going on than just a bad thing. And then start to look for, as Lynn said, reflect on, pray about what's the good thing that might be present here as well. And how can I identify it and breathe some life into it, recognizing that every misbehaving child is a child created in God's image for God's purposes to do God's stuff. And they're also imprinted with sin. And so sometimes that gifting expresses itself through the child's selfishness and sin or tiredness or blood sugar level or developmental stage or any of the above, right? But Mm -hmm. we're not taught to look for this. And what I learned is, is that when I learned to find the good beneath the bad, if you will, and breathe life into it, that it bought me all kinds of new opportunities in relationship with children, others, and my own to help them feel a a sense of weight of responsibility for what they've done that they ought not do and a desire, a God-given desire to use that gift in an honoring, God-honoring sort of a way. Mm -hmm. So you've just taken it to the great place, the product, the fruit, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I'm still back at the place where I can wrap my head around the fact that I deeply and truly believe that my kids are made in the image of God, that God has bestowed them with special gifts and abilities, that he's got purposes and plans for them, like all of that stuff. I just want to see it happen. And then all of a sudden something happens in my house, right? And it's so hard to be aware of all that stuff in the middle of it, right? My actions just start coming out. 
okay, so give me some advice in that spot. Well, that's a really typical response for one thing. So giving yourself grace, it's like, ah, it's unlikely yeah. right in the middle, especially at the beginning, you're going to see this. Yeah. So that's where, you know, later that night, maybe you're tucking your child in and you're kind of reprocessing the day and you want to end with just something really positive. Then you can go in and you can say, you know, I was thinking back about that situation with where you were bossing your sister and brother and kind of we had a little brouhaha about it. I was thinking about that and I was a little sad that I didn't acknowledge, I think you have really good leadership skills. You have strong ideas about things. You know just how you want to go. You have big energy about it. And I just want to work with you to make the best of that leadership skill and develop that potential for God's purposes. You circle back, talk about it later, then you're just a little more likely next time you see the bossing, because you've had that conversation, and your child has context for it, you're a little more likely to be able to go in Mm -hmm. and go, hey, is that leadership coming out maybe in not so helpful a way? Right. And that's, I, that really helps parents to start to turn that barge. I just love that, Lynn, because I feel like it's the spirit of what we're trying to teach at Connected Families. Mm-hmm. We don't need to like bang ourselves over the head with a hammer because, oh, why didn't I think of the gift gone awry in that place? And I just reacted right. in anger again, right? It's like, okay, whoops, I want to correct. So mm-hmm. I do that at night, right? I'm not going to like pound myself over the head with shame about it. I'm going to receive God's grace, receive God's truth about that, and then go into an interaction later and speak life and capability into my child. You can recognize the opportunity and then go back and even say to your child, you know what I wish I had said to you yesterday when you misbehaved that way? In fact, I'd like to have a do-over. And we talk about do-overs in the context. In the online course, course. we talked about that a lot. Yeah. And then address it today, how you wish you had done it yesterday. And that's all part of this learning. It's hard learning. And parents tend to say, are you kidding me? I have to learn this? No, you don't have to learn it. But if it sounds appealing, you might want to. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, we can help you. Yeah, that's really good. All of this gift gone awry idea falls under the message you are called incapable. Mm -hmm. And so if listeners are interested in getting more information about this message and the other three messages, which we put all together and call the framework, then I just want to let you know that in our show notes, we're offering a free ebook and it's called Four Messages Every Child Longs to Hear. And so you can go there, click that, download it. It's for free. We also have lots of free stuff on our website if you want to check it out. But while you're there, please check out our Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart online course. We only run it two times a year. That's why we're talking about it a lot right now. Okay, Lynn, I have a question for you. All that we do at Connected Families, we we really work to make it biblically based. And I'm setting you up. I know you want this question and we love talking about it, but... How do we see the gifts gone awry in the Bible? Well, for one thing, it's kind of fun to just, you know, if you're doing a read through the scriptures program, look for that as you read and you will see it. And we talk about three key biblical leaders in the course and what was their gift gone awry? Yep. And then how did God use that gift on track later? So that's just a fun little study. But I did find one little parable that just where Jesus just nails this. Huh. And it's in Luke 16. And it's the parable about the master and he fires his embezzlement manager. But before the manager left, he calls in each one of his master's debtors and reduces their debt to the master so that these debtors would welcome him when he became jobless. Now, the master might have said, and if I was a master, I would have probably said something like, why you little slime ball? I'm going after you. But here's what the master says. This is the exact quote from scripture. The master commended 
the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. But then, of course, Jesus went on to teach about the value of trustworthiness. The bottom line is be shrewd, but use that shrewdness, that cleverness to be trustworthy, not dishonest. So it's a great example of Jesus identifying a gift gone awry in someone and challenging people to use that gift for good purposes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we teach about these gifts gone awry is to help kids learn to use their gifts for honor and not dishonor. I love that story about Jesus seeing the gift gone awry because then it means that I'm not being soft or not dealing with the disobedience in my kids in the way that, you know, mm-hmm. a very black and white, good or bad way, but I'm modeling my parenting after him. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And we go through lots of other people and situations in the Bible in the course. And those are really fun, especially for me, because I love Bible study. So Jim, why is it important not to suppress our kids' gifts? Yeah, and I think parents don't set out to suppress their kids' gifts. They say, well, of course I want my kids' gifts to flourish. What I'd like to suggest is that we just recognize discipline scenarios differently as opposed to a problem to correct or fix, to recognize we have an opportunity here to mine some treasure in a very unique and powerful way and breathe life into it. And I I spoke to that just a little bit earlier. It's important not to just punish the misbehavior that might be driven by, you know, a strength of will. So oldest kids frequently, in fact, I talk talked to a dad last night at a graduation party mm-hmm. who basically said, my older daughter taught me humility like nobody else, but everything she was good at, she used against me, he said. And Interesting. I, and I know it, right? Huh. And she argued and she defied and I felt like she was smarter than I was. And so I had to do what I could to put her in her place to recognize I'm the parent around here. And I said, so how's your relationship with your daughter now? And he said, not very good. She's not wow. chasing after things that I would want her to chase after. Yeah. And I said, so it sounds like she's using the same gifts in ways that aren't as constructive as they might be. And he said, absolutely. And that's what we see. I mean, even in the prison populations, we often see people who are really crafty, who are really shrewd, Mm -hmm. who are really good at things. And there's actually organizations now building around recognizing that what it took for this person to commit the crimes that they committed was actually quite a bit of skill, (laughs) quite a bit of strength, as Lynn said, only twisted by criminal intentions. Right. I mean, I think we can see that picture, right? Like people who rob a bank. They've really thought a lot wow. about strategy. I would never have the courage to do that. Yeah. <laughs> courage, strategy. Yeah. Like, so sure, there's desperation and there's thoughtlessness for other people. And there's a whole bunch of other things in there, which is what we tend to go after. But imagine what would happen if we just said to every misbehaving person, whether it led to them being a, a criminal or not, wow, what you did to commit that act was actually a pretty good use of your strengths yeah. and or an effective use of your strengths without putting a moral judgment on it. You used your strengths in a way that got you what you wanted and you almost got away with it. What would happen if you used those strengths in ways that were more honoring to other people? And so with the child who is very persistent in fighting back, can we as parents have a vision for that strength of character to fight back and say, you know, I love how strongly you feel about what you're talking about right now, but you're using that strength to dishonor me. And so I'd love you to use that strength to figure out a better way. Take a break until you're ready. Right. So what I'm hearing is clamping down on that behavior or suppressing it because we don't like it, right? That dad who was like, I didn't want her fighting with me all the time. I was just, you know, so doing that means we can also suppress some of those giftings in them. And when we can catch a vision for that gift and how it could be used for good purposes, God's purposes, is when we then can call it out 
and think more in terms of we're teaching mm-hmm. our child. Mm-hmm. We're teaching them that the way that it's coming out is yep. not appreciated at this moment. Yep. And I want to teach you a better way. Is that right? For sure. And even okay. the way that you're using it right now is driven by your sinful impulse. What would happen sure. if you use that strength driven by your God-given impulse, by the presence and the purposes of God for you and in you? And I, I love I'd that. love to help you do that. I really love that. I know as a parent, as I've learned to grow in this area and to think in these terms, terms of what's the gift underneath that. It helps me not to react as faster too. Like my brain is working hard in the midst of this discipline situation to see the good, to call out what is the gifting. Yeah. Well, last week we had a parent testimonial. She was somebody who had gone through the course and we have another one today. She has a story about how she used the gift gone awry. So I want you to listen to it now. I had picked my three children up from school and daycare, and we were on our way to religious education for my oldest son. And he's always kind of challenging right after school, you know, in the car with the siblings. He like antagonizes and can pick fights with people. And he just put his muddy feet up on the, the back of the seat and the console of the car. And I'm always asking him not to do that because it's getting scraped up and dirty. And, you know, my initial reaction was, to yell at him, be like, get your feet off the seat and just instantly get big and loud. And something came over me. I remembered the course because we had, you know, I had done it just the night before and I thought, all right, let me try this. And so I pulled the car over and actually, you know, like turned off the radio, put it in park, turned around and looked at him and said, you know, God has blessed you with this wonderful gift of determination. And that is going to be so great for you when you're older. It's really going to serve you well to have this you know, gift of determination because when you're older and things don't go your way, you're going to be able to work through it. You're going to face these obstacles and, and you're going to rise to the occasion. Right now, this gift is not helping you. You're hurting the car. You've got to put your feet down. And he took his feet down for like a second and put them right back up. And I turned back around and, and he just kept doing that for the first few times. And I just finally, I sat there and I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for you and for that message to sink into you. And he did eventually put his feet down, never said another word. And I got back, you know, onto the road and we went to religion and gave him a hug and a kiss and said, I'll be back to pick you up in an hour. And everything was great. And I was surprised that he listened. I was surprised that it worked. I mean, it did take a couple of minutes, but he did put his feet down and he he didn't put them back up. Typically, that would have been awful. It probably would have been me like getting out of the car, going around to his side of the car, screaming at him. It just would have set the stage for, you know, an awful evening. Such a beautiful story. I love it because it really represents all four of the levels of the framework that we teach in the course. And those levels have the messages, right? You are safe with me. You are loved no matter what. You are called and capable and you're responsible. And that first level of you are safe with me is how you calmly pull the car over. And I could even hear it in your voice, right? Like you just calmly told him what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. So what else was going on in you in that you are safe with me? How did you get control of yourself in that sense to make the change how you would have reacted in the past? I just really took a deep breath and kind of remembering, you know, what we had been doing in, in the course, thought, I don't want to send him this message that, you know, you're frustrating, you're a problem, you're annoying. And I do feel like 
I give my kids, especially my oldest son, that message a lot because when we come home from school, you know, in the evenings, we have like three hours to get everything done, homework, dinner, backpacks. And I often feel frustrated and stressed out and it comes out, you know, with my kids. And I, I didn't want to do that to him again. I didn't want to send him the message that, you know, you're a problem, you're annoying. And I just took a breath and thought, there's a better way to do this. That's where the God's gift gone awry came out. Right. We talk about the gift gone awry underneath the misbehavior and being able right. to call that out. And that's in the third level of the framework, the message that says you are called incapable. Like under this misbehavior is this actual gift. And I see that gift, but we're going to give you a chance to use that gift in a better way right now. Right. The first few times I've used that, at first my son was like, what? are you talking about? Why do you keep saying this to me all the time? Like, what is this God's gift thing? Like, why are you saying this, mommy? And now he just, I say it and he's like, he gets it. That's cool. And it just, it helped me to view him in a different way because I was kind of internalizing this idea that like, oh, he is a problem. He is frustrating. He's always antagonizing someone. He's, you know, he just, he's always annoying. And this is not the way I want to think of my son. I love him. I want him to know that. I want him to see that and feel that. And it became pretty apparent to me that he wasn't feeling that. Why he would act out more. He's doing anything he could to try to get my attention. And at that point, it didn't matter if it was negative or not. He just wanted some attention. I guess I was always giving him that negative attention instead of the positive. And the, the course has really helped me to slow down and acknowledge that and be more patient with all of them, really, but with him especially. Describe your emotions as you look back at it. It could bring me to tears, honestly. It was a turning point for me. Because there have been times when I stopped that car, got out of my door, opened his and pulled him out of that car. Pulled him out of that car by his shirt, yelling at him. And I did not want to be that parent. And so this course has really given me the tools to recognize that in myself and to change that. And when I see these, you know, positive changes in myself and then in my son too, that's what keeps me going. That's what, you know, keeps me continuously using these tools and helps me to calm down so that I don't enter the situation big and loud like that anymore so that I can take a breath and say we can get through this in a, in a better way. Again, I had the opportunity to listen to this interview and kind of help capture some of these thoughts. And I love this picture of little guy in the backseat, all feet muddy and kind of defiant and, and all of a sudden mom loving on him and being mm, safe with him and right. in a way that it's like he didn't know what to do. He's off balance now. Yeah. And then pretty soon as he's sitting in this realizing there's no power between my defiance and my mother right now. And you know, I don't, we don't know, but what was going on in his brain? as he's starting to realize, my mom isn't going to engage in this the way she always did. She's changing. And, you know, his heart settled, his behavior settled, and the resolve was there. And we see this happen so often when parents learn this idea of drawing out the gift gone awry in the midst of this Mm -hmm. stuff. Now, if he'd stayed defiant, you know, there might have been a different effort needed, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. And we hear this time and time again. You know, when I was talking to her, she was very aware that this was on the foundation of you are safe with me, which we talked in depth about in the last couple episodes ago. She was calm. She wasn't reacting. 
And from a mom's standpoint, like I just congratulated her yeah. and I could tell she was really proud yeah. of how this had gone different. And she said yeah. how it could have gone before, yeah. you know, that wasn't great. She didn't like that. And it went differently because she had a new vision for how she wanted to engage with Absolutely. this guided by the framework. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim and Lynn, for being with us today. It was fun to talk about the gifts gone awry and just unpack that. Are you enjoying our podcasts? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All the information about the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course is found through a link in our show notes and at connectedfamilies.org. The course runs only two times a year and is starting in the next few weeks. Registration is open now. I hope you sign up today. We look forward to next time when Jim, Lynn, and I will come back to the microphone answering some of the most common questions we receive from parents. We'll see you then. For more information, go to connectedfamilies.org.